Warning! This podcast contains themes of a sexual nature and some coarse language. What you are about to hear may shock, surprise, and titillate. Be advised that today's episode covers the following topics that some listeners may find triggering. Alcohol abuse, emotional abuse, rape, and sexual assault. Listen out for my interruption just after the theme tune for the safe point to stop listening. You're about to dive into an almanac of arousal, a bible of bedroom biology, a chronicle of carnal knowledge, a dictionary of desire, an encyclopedia... Okay. Well, you are getting pretty good at that. (laughs) Um, Opening the dictionary in three, two, one. Boop. So this is the third episode, and um, so for those of you that uh, are not aware, we usually do a little game uh, to start our episodes off. Um, we get five minutes, and each of us have about four stories uh, worth of uh, C, in this case, today's letters being C-related yep. uh, stories. Um, so uh, I suppose without further ado, um, uh, well, I suppose um, to finish it... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I was. That's the bit I forgot to say. Um, So um, we get we get a timer. The timer is mostly silent until the very end, where the last thirty seconds or so, we put our theme tune in it, um, gradually getting louder, which is a bit of pressure for the end. Um, And uh, yeah, okay. Now, without further ado, um, we shall begin. Um, Who is going first? I think it's you. It's me. Yes. Okay. Ah, we started, right. We're starting now. Okay. Um, C is for Cookie the Cat. Okay, so uh, my ex um, was was charged with looking after his neighbour's uh, cat for a while. The cat was called Cookie, and he loved that cat so much. And whenever I stayed over, um, the cat would end up coming into his room, and it would come sit on the bed, and he would stroke it and be like, oh, isn't Cookie so pretty? Oh, isn't Cookie so lovely? Oh, look at how lovely Cookie is. And I would be like, uh, <laughs> what about me? And I hated that cat, and it was the first time I ever felt sympathy for uh, bunny boilers. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> That's like such a reaction. Although, I completely, completely agree. Um, I've got uh, There's a dog story. I can't remember... Oh, that's yeah. the next episode. <laughs> next, next episode. Look forward to the dog episode. Anyway, yeah, sorry, dog. Back to um, so C is for C M N M, which Ooh. stands for clothed male, naked male. Um, it's a kind of kink, um, and I did it a couple of times back in day. Um, really had a good time with it. Actually, um, I like to be the naked guy. So effectively, what happens is that um, um, I, the, I'll describe this one particular occasion. Mm-hmm. I went around a guy's house who was who liked this sort of thing. Um, and effectively, he gave me a glass of wine. It was quite nice. So we started chatting. While we were chatting, he was like, why don't you take off this item of clothing? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, did that until I was basically naked. And I was like, why don't you come over here and then um, would, like, play with me and stuff like that. But he was fully clothed. Okay. So um, it was a bit like I was his, like, toy to play yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite sexy. Anyway, that's sexy, yeah. That's what that is. And I quite liked it. Oh, Imagine nice. I would like it again. Oh, okay. Good? Yeah. I know, I quite like that as well. <laughs> I'll take a note. Yeah. Okay. Um, C is for cigarette. Um, okay, it's just like everyone's like, oh, cigarette disgusting. No one wants to kiss an ashtray, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's unhealthy. Don't mm. do it. But uh, most of the, um, my very early, like early romances or like like nice sexual relationships with people, they were all smokers. And I have loads of like lovely memories associated with like lovely kissing with that like cigarette mm, taste. Mm. So um, I always find the, the, that first smell of a, of a lit cigarette and the, and the taste in, in, in someone's mouth, specifically when kissing them, um, very sexy. 
I totally agree with you. I get what you mean. I get what you mean exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, C is for car park. Um, So um, I was in Italy and um, it was... um, there was one particular month where I was learning Italian in this little tiny village. There's uh-huh. like 300 people. There's like no one there. Yeah. Um, but um, there was this car park um, and I was on Grinder, I think, um, with the limited internet that I had. Um, and I found this guy who lived nearby, near enough, and he could drive to the, the little village that I was in. Um, I agreed to meet him in the, in this car park. Yeah. Um, and it was like outdoors and you could see like, because the village was on this really high hill, you could see like really far around mm-hmm. and like just lots of... Um, kind of weirdly like um just very bare trees and kind of quite desolate anyway um it was weird so it was like dusk time when we met uh-huh. and um there was no one else there at all and it was yeah. like I, I let him fuck him on top of his car in this oh, car park wow. okay um and then it was kind of weird because i literally did that and then he left like immediately afterwards oh. so i was like no it was it wasn't like i didn't mind okay, it, was okay, like okay, a, okay. it was supposed to be like a, i mean i wasn't exactly gonna get with somebody in the middle of nowhere italy for like long periods of time sure. <laughs> it was clearly not gonna be a romantic thing yeah. but it was great Anyway, yes. Oh, it's great. Because I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got no idea how much time I've got. Okay, so, um, <laughs> C, C is That's the joy. <laughs> C is for coin. Um, I was at a friend's uh, leaving drinks and we decided to play the pass the coin game where you um, put your hands under the table and someone has a coin and you have to pass them around to each other and then one person is, isn't part of it and they have to say stop and then they have to guess who has the coin. That was fun. And okay. I was next to this guy and I thought we had like a little bit of like a flirty thing going and then <laughs> I thought, I was convinced he was trying to like caress my hand, like hold my hand under mm. the table so I was like caressing his hand back and then um the guy was like stop and then I think he guessed wrong and then no he guessed right and it was the guy next to me and the guy was like he turned to me and he was like I was trying to pass it to you the whole time and I know what you were doing <laughs> and I was like oh I, I didn't know what you were doing either <laughs> it was super oh my god yeah. okay I okay. braved out but my god yeah <laughs> Okay, um, C is for chemsex. We haven't got a lot of time left. Um, a lot of men, um, so a lot of men on the gay hookup scene use drugs. You probably know that. Um, other other than weed, um, I used to get um, asked if I was into poppers, and I really mm-hmm. am not, um, but they're very popular. And mm-hmm. anyway, I used to tolerate it um, a lot of the time. So my, yeah, massive headache. Um, I was once with a guy, and um, his lips turned blue while he was fucking me. Um, suffice to say, I just literally ran away. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 I, I, could, I couldn't come because it was really scary ah we've got 30 seconds left over to you quickly oh, okay so this is the cinema my f- very first kiss was in a cinema and we were watching a foreign language film let the right one in and it was really annoying because like i wanted to like have the kiss but i also wanted to read the subtitles oh wow okay c is for christian um i once um ha- ended a day uh, was really long really long lovely kissing session at the guy's house um and anyway yeah, the next morning he texted me i was like do you want to see, see me again um and i was like yes but then he was like i need to tell you something i was like what is it and he was like i'm a christian and i was like oh and i didn't see him again <laughs> Just to, I mean, the, the time was gone. But just <laughs> to clarify, I, I was a recovering ex-Catholic at the time. I'm obviously okay. still a recovering ex-Catholic. That's not something you get over. No. Um, but yeah, uh, it was it was a no-go zone for me. Great. Okay. Awesome. That was a fun one. Hello and welcome to this episode of an A to Z of sex with men, where I, Jacinta, and I, Raphael, explore the intricacies of all types of sexual interactions with those people we call collectively cisgendered males. Based on personal experience and extensive research, from anal sex to zipless fucks, you will not be able to turn us off. Unless you want to. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello listeners, this is Raphael just interrupting your listening to tell you that this is the point of no return in our show, beyond which there are just too many content warnings to list in our synopsis. If you choose to stop here, we hope you'll join us again next time. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy the rest of this week's episode on coercion. Boop. In the words of Robert Ellis, It was a normal night. Guess it felt all right. Then I heard him whisper in my ear, and he made me do it. Shortly after ten, I went out again, and I left you lonely laying there, and he made me do it. Said some stupid things that I didn't mean, and I ruined everybody's fun, and he made me do it. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter C, and today C is for coercion. God, that hit me right there. Oh. Yeah, no. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so, coercion, the word coercion, what does it bring out? What do you feel? Uh, ill-equipped. 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 That Ill-equipped. is what makes me feel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know how to deal with it. I don't have any way, I don't have any tools to defend myself against it. Mm. Um, I'm... I'm at least aware of that now. I can tell now when I'm being coerced, but I still don't know how to stop it. Like, it's a very scary feeling because it's like, you know, I'm there. I'm like, you are coercing me. I can tell you're coercing me. I'm telling you I don't want to do this. And you're trying to persuade me that I do. Mm. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to... um, Resist. Resist. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And that's, um, so I feel like I was never taught the tools to resist coercion. And I'm, that's something that's very that I'm trying to give myself an adult life, but it's really fucking difficult. Oh, God, I really yeah. feel that. Um, I completely agree. Like, I, I think you and I are both, like, people-pleasy kind of people as well. We yeah. like um, to be um, people to be happy around us. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there's that whole responsibility of um, denying somebody someone else's, someone's pleasure mm-hmm. um, feels like... We, we, we're not allowed to do that. Yeah. That's, that's wrong. And I, I actually have, I agree with you, I have very little resistance. Mm-hmm. And I think that I can, I really am struggling to think of situations where if I've been propositioned for sex, mm-hmm. that I've been successful in getting out of that situation. If the other yep. person wants to have sex with me, I can't think of a situation where I've been successfully able to leave that situation without having sex with them at yeah. some point, even if I didn't want to. Yeah. And that's super depressing. Worrying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And and I think that I I always try to give signs and I always try to say, short of actually saying no and walking out, mm. I try to give every sign that I'm not comfortable with it. And like you say, if they want to do it, they can choose to ignore that. Yeah. Um, what's your word? My word um, is guilt, guilt or shame. Oh, wow. Perhaps. Okay. Um, yeah. Because, I mean... Regardless, I mean, I've never, I hope, well, I mean, okay, I've never consciously mm-hmm. been someone to sort of coerce somebody into sex. I mean, I definitely right. have, um, I've definitely have sort of said, oh, come on, let's do it or something like that yeah, um, yeah. to somebody um, who's previously been, oh, I'm a bit tired or something like that. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, come on. And they'd be like, no, thank you. And then I would leave it. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I would, I would, I mean, I, I would like often, I would ask twice, say, if they, if the first answer was a maybe. Um, Whereas... To me, a lot of people who've, if I've said no the first time or second time, or often sometimes, you know, things happen during the event, mm-hmm. not just before, um, 
because they're making me do something or not making me, but like, because they're, they're pressuring me to do something that I don't particularly want to do mm-hmm. at the time, even regardless of whether I enjoy it or don't enjoy it, I will feel guilty that I let myself, I, I couldn't stand up for myself or I'll, I'll be ashamed that I couldn't, um, yeah, protect myself or stop it or, yep. or that I was so weak that I feel like I needed any kind of sex. So yeah. to, to feel loved, I would do something like I didn't want to do. Yeah dark yeah and and i think that's so it's so bad that we feel like that and i think it's really common to feel like that because there's such a natural reaction to um a situation of sexual assault by coercion where people are like oh but you could have just got up and left your legs worked right yeah um or like oh did you fear for your life did you think he'd physically hurt you beyond raping you but you know did you did you think he'd punch you or kill you whatever and it's like half the time no more than half time i would venture to say 100 percent of the time i have not actually personally and i know that i know this doesn't speak for everyone and i think it's really important to remember that often the person being sexually assaulted is in a physically vulnerable position yeah but for me personally i would say almost 100 percent of the time i have not feared for my life i haven't even feared that they might hurt me physically but I have, and I keep saying, like, pushing your penis in someone is hurting them physically. But, you know, physical assault as opposed to sexual assault. Um, but I have not been able to leave. And I think that's the thing that causes guilt. Because I'm like, oh, I, I, I could have left. Why didn't I leave? I could yeah. have left. But actually, it's so much more than fight or flight. Yeah, like, there is. is so much more than that. It is. Yeah. There's. A, um, I remember having a conversation with... Um, um, one of our mutual friends about um, mm-hmm. about this, about sort of being coerced into sex. And he was very, he's a straight man and he mm-hmm. was very um, adamant that he would never, it would never happen to him. So he can't really identify with it. Um, he's, he'd never put anyone in that position. He doesn't think he would, but right. um, he would never, um, he would, he would never be able to experience what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, me as a, a, a bottoming gay and you mm-hmm. as a, um, woman, effectively, receipt, being recipients of yeah. a penis. If yeah. You like. Here's your receipt. Um, <laughs> anyway, you know, recipients. Exactly, I know. Yeah. Um, but also, um, I'm not the strongest guy, although I'm not mm-hmm. nothing. But I, I usually end up um, in my past have slept with guys who are physically stronger than right. me. Yeah. Um, interesting. My husband and I are pretty much on a, on a level, but mm-hmm. um, before him, it was always stronger men and. Um, mm-hmm this guy's argument our friend's argument was that oh we got, if it happened to me i could just push them off you know and actually that's probably why there's this there's, there's yeah. a power difference yeah um and the other thing i wanted to say um was no you go on and carry on and come in and i'll sorry I'll so you remember what you were going to say but it was yes. it was just um making me think the thing first okay so first of all there are stories you've told me and on this podcast um which does sound like you were in a physically dangerous situation. Yeah. And so actually you have been in that position where you, you actually physically couldn't leave. Yeah. But um, there's also the thing of like the guy being like, oh, I would have just pushed them off. First of all, it's assuming he'd be in a position where he could. Yes. And second of all, it's like to even assume that that's your automatic go-to reaction is so naive and, and you know, so actively not understanding the real issue. Because it's a thing like, say you're having, I don't know, say you're having dinner with a family friend mm. um, and then, and, and the rest of the family, and then they put you, their hand on your knee under the table. Like, what do you do? Do you say, oh my God, take my, take your hand off me, you yeah. fucking perv. Like, you don't say that because you make the situation awkward. Yeah, yeah. And so many people are hardwired not to make situations awkward. Yes. And so to just assume that you would push someone off you, 
You probably wouldn't. Yeah. If you've been taught to push someone off you who's making you feel uncomfortable, then I mean, well done, mm. and I'm glad for you. But most of society have no. not been taught that. But also that applies in situations where you're alone with the person as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where he was going with it. So I think he his his um his thought was that well if we were if we were in bed and my other the other person that I was with was mm-hmm. making me do those things, I would just be able to push them off. They would never be able to do anything to me because I'm always stronger than them. Mm-hmm. And I think for him that's probably quite that is true. Fine, yeah. He's a, he's a fairly strong yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, he calls well anyway leave it alone I won't put identifying things in here Um, the other thing I was going to say is um, about um, so it's the other interesting thing about um, sort of feeds it bleeds a bit into um, just the kind of awareness of what's going Mm -hmm. on as well Um, so people um, have often tried to convince me to have sex without a condom particularly when I don't know them Mm -hmm. um, and they just want to have a quick fuck and it's Mm -hmm. like do you know what if we were going out on a regular basis and I knew we were exclusive Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind it but in the, um, I've, I've, I had been propositioned very, very many times to have sex without condoms. There have oh. been guys who would say, okay, well, I'll put one on then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while I, you know, they, they can, you know, they would, you know, not always stay in 100% mm-hmm. of the time and they would slip it off without me knowing. Um, I told this story recently to somebody who oh. immediately said, that's rape. That is rape. Um, and I was like, I'd never have called it that in my head, but yeah. yes. Wow. Um, and it's not, that's not one time. That's yeah. happened a couple of times where they would just do that. Wow. Which is amazing. Because it's like, wow. you know what? I don't really, you really, really genuinely want to put us both at risk that much that you just, mm-hmm. so, okay. So, I mean, it, yeah. and then knowing that that happened afterwards, the the sort of panic that you go through of needing to get like testing and all the rest yeah. of it is, is it's awful it's horrible and it's yeah. all for this one person's pleasure because they didn't get what they wanted and they didn't get it through coercion actually yeah but they did it anyway co- de- deceit yeah 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 deception yeah. deception yeah. yeah and and that's um that's horrific <laughs> Yeah, okay, my first story. So this was when I, I was quite young. I think I was just 18. Um, and I met this guy. Um, I'd been working on Cloakroom at an event. And this guy was one of the entertainers. So he's yeah. like a magician, mime artist, actor person. And um, just before he left, he was doing like card tricks for me at the Cloakroom. And I thought it was really cool. Because like, you know, obviously I I love acting and performing yeah. and all of that. And and it was really fun. And then I went, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing... I, really want to do stand-up comedy and I've done some gigs and stuff and he was like oh cool you know we should meet up and 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 um talk about comedy and stuff and like I, and this is the thing I like I always find myself like defending myself at this point where I'm mm. like and I thought he was just telling the truth because like why wouldn't you and she's like of course I thought he was telling the truth of course someone might meet another person in comedy and want to meet up with someone and talk about comedy um anyway he was like oh hey you know I'm staying at this hotel in um um, Paddington I don't know Baker Line doesn't sure, matter sure. <laughs> really doesn't matter um, <laughs> he was just like I know um, but he was like um, you know should we meet up there so we met up and then he was like oh should we, should we just go back to my hotel so my hotel's like just there so we went back to his hotel and I think at this point I was a bit like we're going back to his hotel but also you know hotels are like it, it maybe just doesn't want to pay for a coffee like, I don't mm. know. so we went back to his hotel room and um, we were sort of talking about comedy things. We started to like make up a sketch. The sketch involved kissing, which I was weird about. Um, and but I was again that thing of like I don't want to like I don't want to prove my youth and naivety and and I don't want to come across as unprofessional see, by not yeah. like going along with this. 
Um, and then it got quite late. So he was like, oh, do you want to just um, stay over? Like, I've got a double bed. And it was like two, it was like two beds put together, kind of double bed. Yeah. And and by this point, I was like, okay, I'm beginning to not be sure about this at all. But also, I don't actually know how to get, it was before the days of City Mapper and stuff. I was like, yeah. I'm not really sure how to get back home at this point. Um, so it's probably safer to stay here than go out into the dark night right. and like yeah, try yeah, and yeah. find my way home. So um, I got into the bed and I like rolled to like the other side and then he was like, oh, you seem really tense. Um, like, let me massage your arm or your hand or something. <laughs> Sorry, I know. It's just, that's the most ridiculous line ever. Oh, you're really tense. I'm just going to massage your your arm. Yeah, just, just, just your right arm. I know, I know. It was my right arm. Because <laughs> yeah, that was the side he was on. So yeah. I was like, so, and then again. I visualised it perfectly. Like, yeah. Right, yeah, and yeah. again, it was like this thing of like, I don't know how to say no to that. Yeah. So I was just like, okay. Um, so I like held up my arm and it was dark at this point. And so he started massaging it and like, it felt moderately nice. Like he was good at it, but I was just like, I, I was just like lying there with my arm up with him massaging. And then he started massaging like up my arm okay, and then he yeah. started like massaging on my body. And then I was like, oh fuck. So then I was like, I'm just going to pretend to be asleep. Mm. So I just pretended to be asleep. And then he put his fingers in me and then he was fingering me and the thing is and this was so weird because it was like the thing of like he was very good at it mm. but I didn't want him to be doing it mm. and I wasn't attracted to him and um, and I felt so weirded out with the whole situation and I was watching a lot of Sex and the City at the point at that point and I remember being like this is the point in Sex and the City where it would cut to the next day where they're having lunch together and talking right. about this weird night but yeah. I was like no I have to endure the whole night um, so he he fingered me until I orgasmed. And that was the first time another person made me orgasm that wasn't me. Yeah. And so it, it was very weird. And then I heard, as he was saying, it was like, oh my God, you've needed this. And I was just saying that, like, have I? What do you know about me that I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I was sort of like, I was sort of pretending to be asleep, but sort of, I was pretending to be like dozy asleep because I obviously wasn't asleep. And then I was like, oh shit, is he expecting me to do something to him? So then I sort of like put my hand on his penis and started to like move my hand up and down it. And then I was like, what the hell is happening? Like I didn't ask him to do this. Yeah. I didn't want him to do this. And now I am finding myself feeling behold, like duty bound like to, to do, right. Yeah. So then I just pretended, I actually pretended to sleep. And then I woke up the next morning and just like got out of bed. And then, and then I, and then he, he like kissed me goodbye. And it was just like, oh, uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and I just thought that was like, it was just this thing of like, it was like incremental, like the stages of being mm, like, mm. let's meet up for like a professional thing. Yeah. Oh, it's late. Stay in my bed. Or like, oh, let's go to my hotel. Oh, stay in my bed. Oh, let me massage your hand. That's mm. a totally, and, and, and it was just, that was the, the first time I realized like, it was just tiny steps yes. and steps that each step individually was difficult to say no to. Like, had he gone from like, hey, let's meet up. I'm going to put my fingers in your vagina. Like, mm. but perhaps I could have been like, Oh, this is inappropriate. Of course. Right. Yeah, of course. But because it was like every step and I was like, oh, did I somehow say yes to this without realizing? So mm. yeah, that was my, yes, it's, my first area. That's the, the, you made me think of that, um, that awful thing. Is it like the game or whatever it's called? And it's the whole about yeah. the ladder, the ladder of yes or, the, or something yes, like that. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, like the distance between, um, you know, where you are and what they're trying to get you to do is huge because yeah. you, you haven't, you have no interest in that, but the steps along the way yeah. feel less intrusive. Um, oh, it's awful. I've never, um, 
as soon as you said, oh, he started massaging my hand, you, immediately you could be like, well, you know what's where that's going to go. And of course, because you're, it's very hard to withdraw consent at that point. Yeah. Um, because you're already giving an inch, you're already saying, well, oh, right. you can do this one small thing. But because yeah. they're already touching your body, yeah. the, the, the sort of intimacy from your hand, to mm-hmm. your arm, to your forearm, to your upper arm, to your, you know, breasts or, or, yeah. or sort of side or whatever, down and then to your vagina, yeah. um, is like, it's incremental. It's, yeah. There's never a stage where it's like, suddenly that's not okay. Yeah. It's a stage where it's increasingly not okay. Yeah. But in like, like a frog in boiling water, like you turn the, yes. you know? Yes, exa- it's exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Oh, exactly. Uh, uh, uh. I know, it's awe. It was yeah. disgusting, honestly. I actually bumped into I actually bumped into him at a show two years later, oh, no. and then I was literally like like the the so the the manager was like oh the entertainers are here can you um can you offer them a drink and I went over and I was like oh hey does anyone want a drink and then three of them were like no and then one of them was like oh I'll have a coke please and then I literally went a coke and then I looked at him and he looked at me and I was like <gasps> uh. and then I was like a coke and then I just went away and I got the coke and I gave it to someone else and I was like please can you give this coke to yeah. me because I can't see him and then he texted me but I had, didn't have his number anymore at that point but he obviously had mine mm. and he was like oh I think I saw you at the shift today and I was like nope delete block app yeah no yeah. no 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 <laughs> oh yuck horrible yeah oh. anyway have you got a story um I, I I really don't feel like I can compare but um Anyway, no, we don't uh, need to compare. No, 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 no. None of these Quite stories right. are comparable. All right, sure, sure, sure. I've told my fair share of awful things. Yeah, um, <laughs> to be fair. So, one of my friends from um, Australia was over in the UK, and we'd gone to see a Shakespeare show. Okay. And while we were at the show, um, it was really good. It was like a Midsummer Night's Dream, um, very like modern version of it, as they cool. always do. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I was uh, on Grinder mm-hmm. in the interval and, mm-hmm. and before the show, and just before the show, I. Um, a guy flagged up and he was interested in me and he sent me some pictures mm-hmm. and I sent some pictures back. No, nothing tasteless or what well, should I say tasteless? Tasteful pictures is what I meant <laughs> yes. to say. I mean, as if a dick is tasteless. Nothing too naked. Um, yes, nothing <laughs> yeah. too naked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quite. And um, so, yeah. Uh, and we, we, we got on. He was like, oh, you should come over. And um, he was joking. You're like, oh, yeah. But um, you, you're not allowed to, we're not going to have sex. Like, you're not going to, you're not allowed to get hard around me or anything like that. Just like, just, you're allowed to just come over and like, um, we'll have a chat. We'll have a, like a drink and we'll go to bed and um and I was like that's weird but okay yeah, it was okay. kind of so weird that it was almost like interesting like yeah, it was yeah, yeah so um I said bye to my friend she was like don't get stabbed and I was like yeah ha 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 you know and um oh, God, she, yeah. she went off anyway so I went um went to this guy's flat and um he literally was like oh yeah hi come in and get in bed and you know you can take off your wet clothes it was raining take off your wet clothes and um you can get to bed and I obviously like down to like t-shirt and boxes whatever mm-hmm. Um, and he was chatting. He's very interested to know what I was thinking all the time. Okay. To the point where it became quite annoying. You know the people who are like, what are you thinking? And you're like, I don't need <laughs> oh, yeah. to tell you every thought. <laughs> yeah, no, to the point where I don't have as many thoughts as you're asking <laughs> literally, for. It's like, like, I actually am not thinking anything right <laughs> no, now. Cause like just, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm thinking about what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's gone beyond. Like, I can't. I can't. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so I um, he got annoyed with me as well when I couldn't when I wouldn't tell him. He was like, "Oh no, come on, you have to tell me your thoughts." Um, and it was the point where he started saying later on the evening, "Oh, we can't like you can't you're in my house, you're in my flat, you can't um, you can't do that if you're not gonna play along. Like you can't you have to tell me what you're thinking." And I was like, "What? Okay, that's a weird bargain that I haven't made, but what? also that's okay. I here's what I'm thinking as much as I can. Anyway, didn't matter. Anyway, so he really tried to like, it was like he was trying to get inside my head. It was yeah. really, really weird. And then, um, 
I we got like maybe like been there for like an hour and a half, and I he was he kept like grabbing my hand and kind of running his finger up and down okay. my, the back of my palm. By the way, um, I should also note that when I got there, I realised quite immediately that he didn't look a lot like his pictures, right, okay. and possibly he'd, they'd been taken like six years ago, that kind of thing, bit of okay. catfishing going on, and he uh, I, I wasn't attracted to him at all. <laughs> but while I was there, he was he was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was yeah he was playing with my hand and I started to get an erection mm-hmm. and um, and it was obviously what he wanted mm-hmm. me to do mm-hmm. um, and because then he was like oh um, uh, yeah and he was like are you are you okay because I'd stopped I think I'd stopped talking because uh-huh. he was playing with my hand yeah. and I was I'd stopped really listening and then I was like yeah I've got an erection though and like yeah, that's that's against your rules yeah. ha 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 and um, he was like oh well don't worry I can do something about that so he like jerked me off and sucked me off mm-hmm. um and then i was like oh th- um thanks and he, he didn't want me to reciprocate okay um it was like he wanted me to be indebted to him in some way okay because then he, when i said thank you he said that's all right that's what boyfriends do for each other and i was like hello i've known what? you for two hours um so anyway i um was like, oh, I'm really tired, I should go to sleep now, which is a yeah, fine yeah. excuse for a man, because as soon as you've come, you basically want to sleep. Um, and he uh, was like, yeah, okay, and it sort of turned the lights off. And then the next morning he had to go to work quite early, which was convenient, and I had to just go and do something yeah. for my day. I think I was going to visit my friend. Anyway, between leaving and the, sort of maybe like blocking him, mm-hmm. he sent me 99 text messages Oh my god! over the course of the day. Um, some of them were obviously a few of them I replied to um, and but just like as more, the more it went on it felt like he was trying to get me to um, agree to be in a relationship with him oh my god immediately and this is like this is a different kind of coercion because it wasn't necessarily as sexual but it was kind of mm. mental it was kind of psychological yeah, yeah. Um, and I was so confused by the end of it I literally had my friend was literally saying to me you need to stop replying to him yeah. he's a psycho like yeah. he, I don't, what, I, I'm not, I don't want to use that term. No, it, sure. That's what she said at the time. And this was obviously several years ago uh, yeah. before political correctness um, made us not do that. Rightfully so, because it's not correct to say that at all. Exactly. It's very insulting. Yes. Um, but... Um, but he certainly probably needed some emotional help, which you responding to his texts yes. were not helping. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, and it certainly wasn't helping me to keep replying to them because the more I applied, the more no. it sort of he wanted to. He sent me sort of what each text generated multiple ones from him. Yeah, wow. When I stopped, he tried to phone me a couple of times, and um, I, I didn't answer. But yeah. oh, it was scary because it became scary. And I'm glad that I di- he didn't come to my house, so he didn't know where I lived. Yeah, he didn't know anything about me other yeah. than my, my first name, and mm-hmm. um, I could quite easily block him and get rid of him. Sure, but yeah. I worry that you know there's a there's a risk there because he could have. What had if he you... managed to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what if, if you had had him around to your house? Exactly. Or what if I'd given a few more details about myself so he could have exactly. figured out where I was, who I was, found me, and it, it felt very... Yeah. Um, like I could have created a stalker situation for myself. Yeah. Um, he wanted... He was also moving out of London, so everything was about trying to get this long-term relationship mm. with somebody. I don't know. It was very strange. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that brings up a lot of interesting stuff, but I think, like, um, first of all, you, you just said... I could have created a stalker situation for myself and you put all the onus on yourself. And yeah. I think, again, that's the thing that we all do. Yeah. And that's what coercive people rely on is actually, no, he could have 
stalked yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. protected yourself from a stalkerish yes. situation yes. by not giving out personal details. Yeah. But you would not have created it. Right. He would have created it. Yeah. By doing it. Yeah. You would have said, hey, why don't you come stalk me? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> hey. I invite you to get inside my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. so the other thing, like what I think is, is um, important about that story is the fact that it, co- coerciveness can be used in many contexts. And I think to just put it in a sexual context um, or specifically a context of someone trying to get sex mm. is dangerous because it, it removes... It means you can't see the steps yeah. to to someone being coerced into sex, and I have definitely found myself in coercive situations, which is like someone's trying to get me to uh, spend loads of money on something. Mm. Someone's trying to get me to uh, drive them somewhere. Someone's trying to get me to to hang out with them. Like yeah. there are so many situations where people use coercion, and it, it's like it's it's like a ladder to then sex. But yeah. what's interesting about your scenario is that he actually used sexual favors. Yeah, favors. Sex. He actually gave sex. Yeah. In order to try and get something from you. Yeah. Or something emotional from you. Yeah. Which is really, yeah, it's like, it's like the opposite, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's important to note that that's a thing that happens and that can't be dismissed because it is also coercion just yeah. as equally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you have another story? I do have another story. Okay. So this is another, okay. So, um, there was a guy who was kind of a friend of a friend, um, and when I first started doing burlesque for my first um, burlesque showcase, uh, I posted about it on Facebook. So I wanted people to come and see. Yeah. And um, he came to it and I hadn't seen him for ages. I think the last time I'd seen him was at a friend's birthday drinks or something. Um, but I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's nice. He's come to see. And I knew he was all part of the kind of oh, ostensibly part of the like sex positive community or, or um, and like the poly community and right. stuff. And I thought that, um, you know, he obviously... Uh, thought burlesque was a cool thing and he thought it was cool I was doing it and I did think that he was just being nice and supportive and then he um he invited me afterwards to like some to like a sex party he was going to and part of me was like you know I should go for the experience or like oh I don't want to be like a I don't want to come across as like a not sex positive person a prude right but then I was like like first of all I was like well I've just finished the showcase and my friends are here and I want to like chat to my friends and second of all I was like I don't I I actually wouldn't feel comfortable with that it's not a thing that I feel like I want to do yeah so I said no but then um we carried on talking a bit and he was like oh you know there's this book I want to lend you um and like do you want to come over but he was like we can meet in a pub if you prefer if you're uncomfortable coming to my house which made me think oh he's not trying it on because he's respecting my boundaries boundaries, right Mm. So I was like, no, no, it's fine. I'm happy to come around to yours. So I went around to his and he lent me this book and we chatted and I was very open about sex. And at the time I was going through a stage where I just didn't really have a high libido. Like I'd gone on the pill recently and um, I just didn't have much sexual desire. And it wasn't like, I didn't care. It wasn't a problem for me. It was just a phase I was going through. So I we, I was very open about that with him. Um, and it was kind of nice. It was like nice to just have a friend that you could just talk about sex with. Like mm. it was cool. Um and then, so I read the book. The book was, was, there was some weird stuff in it, but it was, it was good. Um, there was also <laughs> some very, very, um, quite sexually spiritual things that I can't remember what it was called or who it was by. But I finished the book. So I went back to give it to him. And then he started, and I was still going through this, like, not wanting to have, like, not having, feeling any sexual libido yeah. phase. And then he, um, he started talking about sex toys and he was like, have you ever used any sex toys? And I was like, oh no, I've never used any. And he was like, oh, well, I've got loads of sex toys. They're great. Um, have you heard of the magic wand? And I was like, 
um, no. And he was like, oh, let me show it to you. So he brought this magic wand through, which I don't know if people haven't used it. It's, it's like, it's huge. It's like a microphone, but like massive. Yeah. Right. And, um, and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And he was like, do you want to use it? And then again, I was in the situation where I felt like I should just use it. I should be comfortable to use it in front of you because, because like you're all into like free sex and like, da, da, da. So I was just like, okay. So I started to like use it. And then I, um, I mean, I lifted up my dress or whatever to like use it. And then it was like working a little bit, but also I was in a weird situation. And also I wasn't feeling sexual, much sexual arousal at the yeah. time. So like it wasn't really working that much, but like it was like it felt nice, but it wasn't making me wet. Um, and then he just leant over and like put his fingers in me. Wow. And I was like, what the like I literally have spent this entire time talking to you about how yeah. I don't want to have sex right now and then I wasn't wet obviously and and it felt it was like so abrasive yeah. yeah and then he was like shall I get some lube and I was just like no yeah. I was like no I'm not sexually aroused but then so then I was like I think I need to leave and I did manage to extricate myself from the situation but I apologized right. before I left for I was like oh I'm sorry I just aren't sexually liberated enough yet or whatever yeah, yeah, or you know I'm, I'm still you know I'm sorry I'm uncomfortable with the situation and then I didn't I still was kind of blaming myself until I talked to a, a friend and then she was like I like told it to her I was kind of like oh my god you'll never believe what happened and then she was like that sounds like he behaved really badly yeah. like that sounds like assault and, and then I was like oh fuck that was coercion and assault mm. and the whole point of being sex positive is that you recognize if you're not sexually attracted to someone and don't want to have sex, yeah. that's also okay. Yeah. But anyway, so that, I think that was like, and that's the most, I think that's the most recent situation I've been in where someone like I was coerced to that extent mm. and then was like, oh fuck, like, mm. and, and, and what really angers me about that is that he, he used the whole thing of being like sex yeah. positive. Absolutely. To get to that point. And that's really morally reprehensible, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's horrible as well, because I think there are a lot of people who are sex positive or would, would that would, that's the label that they would put on themselves. Yeah. And it, they, they, they wouldn't dream of doing it. No, like that. exactly. But this guy's, um, actions cast a big shadow and it's, it's annoying because one annoying is a tiny word. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's frustrating that um that this kind of you know one person can damn an entire yeah um, movement that, that's actually really beneficial for a lot of people exactly yeah um, exactly and I, and I think if you're if you're if you're sort of very much a part of the sex positive movement you know that he's not indicative of the the actions and, and morals and and you know whatever the way that um of, of the of the movement and the community mm. but for someone who's kind of outside the community to then have some apparently you're into that community to, to then act like, like that, that. Yeah. it sort of then makes you think like oh that feels like not a safe community even though he isn't really a sex positive person so it sounds like he could be making assumptions about you without having checked in with you to start with because mm-hmm. he was um assuming that you were by saying oh yeah i'll do this one thing um i'm a, i'm gonna do i'm gonna let you do whatever you want um, and that's ridiculous yeah and then the other side of that is um that he, it sounds like he was trying to use every every sex toy in his box, if you like. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was quick witted. Um, <laughs> to to try and um, get you to get him to, well, you know, get you into bed with him. Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. And and using it as this whole thing, like this is a safe space. We can just come and talk about sex. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only safe space if you agree 
that it's a safe space with him. He can't just say, you, you can't just walk around going, this is a safe space. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And it's only a safe space if he respects my boundaries. Yes. If we, you know, if we respect each other's boundaries. It's not a magic and, like, phrase that makes yeah. everything that you do in that space okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the difference between saying, I'll use a sex toy in front of you, which was already coercion, I'm going to say. Mm. But the difference between saying, I'll use a sex toy in front of you on myself to, oh, let me put my fingers yes. in you. Yeah, yeah. Is like a, such a wide yeah. gulf between yeah, yeah, those yeah, two yeah, things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, what's your story? <laughs> my other story is um, it's an interesting one. So um, I uh, once uh, slept with a guy um, many, many moons ago uh, who. Um, uh, yeah, we were pretty attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great sex. Um, it was very like flash in a pan. Like we did it once, and um, that was it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him again for ages. Um, the second time, I um, we'd been talking over um, Skype. I think we'd shared each other Skype details okay. of all things. Like I, I didn't have his phone number or anything, but Skype. Skype. That was, was what a I thing. Had. That was a thing. It was a thing yeah. for a phase. I think. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, like, uh, hi, how are you? It's been a long time. And I think I was going through a bit of a phase of, you know, oh, not getting anywhere with anybody. Mm-hmm. And I was getting pretty frustrated. So I was quite desperate. Um, so I, I think probably he might have felt the same. And we mm-hmm. agreed to meet up um, a second time. And this, this was like a full year after I met him the first time. Mm-hmm. And we, so I met him in Soho because he worked in Soho um, hilariously as a hairdresser for porn stars. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. He did like part of, the, you know, part of the makeup and stuff like that for, yeah, for porn. Yeah. Really interesting. Um, unfortunately, he didn't really speak a word about it. I was like, what do you do? And he was like, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's it. But then there were no like, oh, where's all the juicy stories? Yeah, you know, stories. Literally yeah. Juicy. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we, we went to have... Um, like Korean food mm-hmm. and nearby his house. And then we went back to his and had like a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. We split. Um, and all the time, I don't think it was like, you know, when you, you sort of, you you go into the situation with the idea, I think we're, we're doing this so that we can have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of us went in with that mentality. Yeah. And then by the end of the evening, um, when it was time to like go back to his room mm-hmm. and like have sex, I'd become less and less attracted to him and less and oh, less God. felt less and less like I wanted to have sex yeah. but it was all of that back, come back to that whole thing about but we've already taken the steps towards this thing yeah and it's the the reason I put this into coercion um, is because um, you and I were chatting, chatting about this before yeah. before the show uh, <laughs> yeah. like, um, and it's like we were kind of coercing each other like yeah he wanted to have sex with me with somebody and mm-hmm. I wanted to have sex with somebody mm-hmm. and we were both in that position and we both had sex before so why not do it with each other this time yeah and I just was like oh this is why we didn't sleep with each other again after the first time because actually we it was like it was obviously a one-off yeah it was obviously that was what it was supposed to be and we were now revisiting something that shouldn't have been revisited yeah but we didn't know that and we both were trying to get each other to sleep with each other again yeah when it was already gone it was weird gosh I know and that's it it's, it's a thing of like we this is what was expected from the situation therefore we must honour the expectation of the situation and I think quite often there's it, it's a, a scenario of like one person wants to do it and one person goes off the idea or doesn't want to do it but then feels like they need to do it for the other person but what what's interesting about your situation is the fact yeah like you say you both had gone off it and you both felt like you needed to do it and therefore you were both kind of coercing each other and yourselves Mm. into doing it and I think because we're so hardwired to not say no yeah isn't it weird (laughs) like we can't just say 
oh, actually, I don't really feel like it anymore. Is that cool? It's, there's a sunk cost thing, isn't there? You're yeah. kind of like, well, I've put a few pennies into this. Yeah. So if I back out now, then I've lost those pennies. I've wasted those minutes of yeah. my life. I've wasted those jokes on you, like mm-hmm. the kind of, you know, emotional yeah, investment yeah, yeah, that exactly. I'm doing. Like, yeah. like, it's silly. This was only for sex. Exactly. We've wasted it all. Yeah. yeah. we wasted it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, why can't we just back out? The cost isn't actually that big. I know. But it gets bigger and bigger the more you get towards it. I know. And you're like, actually, I'm now in for a pound, I'm now in for a hundred pounds. You know, I've, I've, yeah. we've been... We've we've sunk you know four bottles of well four glass four bottles of wine four bottles <laughs> four, I know, four, by that point but yeah whatever. but you know, no yeah. yeah exactly before you know we, we've you know we've we've had some we've had a lot too many laughs and too many yeah. like close moments now to not do it and then it's and that's kind of the, the feeling is very oh, well no now feels like feels impossible feels yeah like a, weight, a huge waste yeah well though because there was this there was this guy I once uh, met up with on a date and then he bought me drinks in the pub and then was like oh should we go back to my studio um and then we got to his studio and I was like oh fuck he bought me drinks he expects me to have sex with him Mm. and that was a situation of being like it dawned on me then in that moment because I was young I was new to the dating scene I thought this is just a date Mm. you don't have sex on a date on a first date I was like oh wait no this is a sex thing and it was that thing of like I was like oh shit that's what he expects and I've got and he's bought me drinks and now I'm at his studio so I can't possibly say no now which obviously I had every right to do yeah. but in that moment it felt like you know everything's built up to this even if I wasn't conscious of it mm. and now I just have to do it and then I, I actually I met up with him again another time and was like I don't want to have sex with you and then he was like oh I actually cancelled on some friends to see you tonight oh no yeah I just wanted to throw that in there because that was like a coercive line if yeah. ever there was one and oh, I was like oh call him up uncancel yeah good on you yeah. excellent because I was like no you shouldn't have cancelled on friends you should yeah. have told me I always prioritise friends <laughs> I, was like, I wouldn't have met up with you if I'd known yeah. like, and actually and I was young then and that was actually a coercive situation I did manage to get out of yeah. after the first one so I'm still proud of myself that yeah. you know, I haven't done it before but yeah that was that was just reminded me of what maybe you were we all like. just need a few like get out of jail lines you know yeah. like, like that is brilliant <laughs> exactly. you know but then it, I suppose he gave you he sort of he fed gave you it the to option me. He gave yeah. it to me. and friends were very important to yes. me so like yeah, yeah. I that didn't work on me yeah. but there are yeah. a lot of other lines there are things like... that we're like individually immune to aren't there yeah. whereas there are other things where it's like we're quite susceptible to that and if and some people who are very coercive are really good at getting getting to those and finding them except working out what yeah, yeah which exactly. is like maybe back to my first story about the guy who kind of wanted to know what I was thinking of it probably to try and get to me anyway uh, we're basically out of time. We are out of time. So it's quite a dark episode, but it's a dark topic. Yeah. Hopefully you've all found it interesting. I've definitely found it interesting. Um, and maybe it means some tools like, to talk about. yeah, yeah, me too. And, mm. and it's really helpful like giving some validation to be like, it's not okay. It's not, and it's not, we're and not the only ones going through it. Right. And it's not your fault. Yeah. And if you, and you, if you do think you've ever coerced someone, like don't beat yourself up, just realize that mm. and, and then work on not doing it. Yeah. I think it's yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah. If you've enjoyed listening to us, then please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you didn't enjoy us, then don't make me come over there. Uh, Risqué joke. Risqué joke. joke. (laughs) Don't worry, he won't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to. But, 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 I hope you liked us. Right, you can can follow us on Twitter at uh, A to Z with men. That's A T O Z with men. Or you can email us at A to Z with men at gmail.com. That's A T O Z with men at gmail.com. We really would love to hear from you. Until next time. Goodbye and thanks for listening. Hello?
Hello. Hello. Yeah, oh, that looks a little yeah, better. Yeah. Better. <laughs> oh, we're testing the sound. Yes, <laughs> it's very good. <laughs>